Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. Take two. All right, so <laughs> soon after we made our prediction, Ned called Deshaun Watson being out for a year. I said, half, well, about half, six games. No, I said eight games. Well, well that, that's half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. close. Uh, it looks like I was closer. Ned gave me a quarter, but that's all he could afford, so that's all we bet, actually. But uh, both Ned and I are very shocked by this. I am. Certainly am. The uh, the judge in this case, who was agreed upon by both sides, both the NFL and the Players Association, is a retired federal judge. She is also a she. The Honorable Sue Robinson uh, digested all of the facts in this case and made the decision that it is a six-game suspension. Now, six games is a lot. That's six games without, without pay. Why six? There are a lot of folks, including moi, who feels like this is a very lenient penalty for a case that received a a volume, a volume of negative media coverage. Deshaun Watson accused of 30 sexual, uh, egregious sexual cases in massage parlors. Well, the judge said there's no proof. There's no absolute proof of violent behavior here. Yeah, he may have had some sexual incidents, but were any of them violent? No, they were not, according to the cases, and nothing has been proven. Secondly, he has denied everything. Third, a grand jury, two, two grand juries in Texas turned down the case because of lack of evidence. And then the judge said something that I found to be very interesting. She felt that in past suspensions, the NFL has relied or based their decisions on public outcry. I won't do that, said the retired federal judge. I'm going with the details that are here, and I'm going to give the man a six-game suspension without pay. So that means he plays 11 games. You mean for all of the publicity that surrounded this case, and Watson did suit up last year. He was he was paid. He can afford a six-game suspension. That's not the problem. It is the basis behind this. Every women's group in America is incensed at this whole decision. And I think the NFL is probably feeling this. NFL wanted a year, and that's what I thought he would get, a year suspension out of this. Not the case, and I think the uh, female of the species is upset by all Yeah, and the males who have females as their moms, as their sisters, as their daughters should also be upset because Calvin Ridley bets on a game online. He's not playing in. Gone for a year. That's worse than abusing, allegedly, 30 women. Tom Brady supposedly had some knowledge of Deflategate. Some. But again, I never saw concrete proof that it was definite. Four games. That's closer to assaulting 30 women. And again, the whole, <laughs> was it violent or not? It's that subjective to the judge. Number two, and I think this is extremely telling, is part of his... Uh, I guess uh, punishment is he cannot visit a massage parlor outside of the team facility. You know why that is? Because those facilities have got cameras in them. The ones outside don't. That's where the evidence comes into play. Because these two th- these two people are in a room together. You don't go into a massage parlor where they got cameras in the room watching you get your mess- rub down. Doesn't happen. That's why it's he said she said. But there's a pattern here. There's a pattern. And to me, I, I just think it's a slap in the face on uh, people that have been abused. I think it's a slap in the face 
on on really the game because you're saying that this guy, this guy, this guy, it's all subjective on their punishment. It just blows my mind. Now, I know why the NFL got a female judge to do it, but she got it wrong. But keep in mind, it was both sides. I know. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage decision. And like I said, after this happened, I was reading the forums and watching the comments. And I, I it breaks my heart because I got buddies that are Cleveland Brown fans, man. And I know they're pissed. Be, I would be pissed, too. It, you know how much hell we got for Tyreek Hill? Remember it well. Remember it very welcome, well. Welcome to the club, Browns fans. You're going to have to deal with the same damn thing. And it <laughs> sucks. It sucks. You're welcome in the kingdom anytime you want. All right, let's move on. Uh, some good news for Cardinals fans. The uh, bad man is gone from the division, and that's a good thing. This is the Brewers. This is Josh Hader, and the Brewers have sent their top relief guy, a four-time All-Star, sent him to the San Diego Padres. Now, some of the thinking behind this is that Hader, who's not a kid, has been the stopper and really come in and closed the door. But in recent months, and more, more months than it is weeks, he's been hit a lot harder than he has been. Maybe it is that the Brewers have made the determination that he's losing his stuff. They unload him. They were going to trade him this winter anyway. They'd already made that statement. So since San Diego's going to offer four top prospects, let's make the deal right now. And the Brewers feel relatively confident with their bullpen and their pitching staff. It is a very good staff. I still think the Cardinals are going to overhaul them, but that hasn't happened yet. See what happens as far as the dealing is concerned for the rest of today. But over and above that, Josh Hader gone from Milwaukee. That may help things a little bit for the Cards. A deadline is 5 p.m. Central today. Uh, Cardinals did make a little bit of a deal for a pitching, which was good to see. It's not what everyone wanted, but sometimes you can't get uh, all uh, with the stone say you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Well, they did want Frankie Montez from Oakland. He didn't get him. He went to the New York Yankees instead, and you know that's that's a pretty good deal for the Yankees. Montez, 29 years old, tough right-hander. But the Cardinals did get overnight Jose Quintana. Quintana's a 33-year-old left-hander. He's a journeyman, been around Chicago White Sox, had some good years with the White Sox, uh, the Giants, and the Angels. He's just been all over and and pitched quite a bit. He can be effective. He's a left-hander, big kid, has some capabilities about him. He is not unhittable by any stretch of the imagination, but fitting into the Cardinals' rotation, at least for now, uh, I I think is a pretty good deal. We'll talk about what the Cardinals had to give away in just a few seconds, but over and above all of that, Jose Quintana will join the Cardinals probably tonight against the Chicago Cubs. Well, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully the Cardinals can get a little extra help. Got word Orlando Brown Jr. going to show up at training camp. He will play under the franchise tag. They say he's in the best shape of his life and just wants to go out there and do his thing. That, my friend, is what he needed to do. Not only because, yes, he's going to get paid, but really staying out and holding out just sends a message to the other teams that ultimately it's about number one. He's going to go out there and prove that he's either going to get paid in Kansas City or some other team is going to step up and pay him. Well, the only way that can happen this year is if the Chiefs make a trade, which they won't, because the other team has to give up two number one draft choices, and they're not going to do that. Brown didn't suit up yesterday. He is supposedly going to be able to do that today, has to pass the physicals and all that sort of thing. But DeBrown is there, and that does help. That's one moment of intrigue they had in the Kansas City Chiefs camp. The other was when Patrick Mahomes left the field limping. Oh, my God, what is this? Well, it turns out that one of the pulling linemen stepped on his toe, and he's fine. And <laughs> Andy Reid said the same thing. Hey, don't worry about this kid. He's tough. So that level of 
mystery was solved very quickly. But Orlando Brown, I will be a little surprised if he's in uniform today. But certainly he will be uh, tomorrow. They do have the pads on. They're in there hitting. Uh, there's going to be some uh, really interesting levels of contact here because there are 90 players in camp, and you have to get down to 53 before the start of the season. Exhibition game will be coming up Saturday the 13th. That's the first one. And, Mike, I contend that while maybe in the past these preseason games have not been that important, I think they are now, especially in the Chiefs camp. Yeah, and they've got we've got a new look, both sides of the ball. There's only three games to figure out what's going to happen. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of the starters in the preseason, but you're going to see some of the future of Kansas City Chiefs football. Let me ask you this. What do you think about these uh, fisticuffs that have been happening in the Buffalo Bills camp? <laughs> we've, got two, we've got two fist fights already. <laughs> that is that is hardly unusual. That occurs, and you probably don't hear about the ones in the Chiefs camp. No, but it happens. Every camp has it hey gang it is hot these guys it's a physical game come on you're going to get mad at some rookie coming across there and trying to show you up hell yes it's going to happen and they will have fist fights oh yeah that does happen that's so funny all right uh royals they were in chicago south side they get a win they did indeed boy the white Sox have really been a disappointment this year they're 500 on the year and a lot of folks thought they were going to be contenders and they still might since the wild card system now is very much in effect. But the Royals win 2-1 to one on a Whit Merrifield home run in the sixth inning. Oh, that says something. And the Royals pitching coming through like gangbusters. White Sox got one run and ten hits. Ten hits! And they couldn't come through and capitalize on any of those. So a 2-1 to one win. Will Whit Merrifield be a Royal by the end of today? That's a key. Merrifield, one-time All-America, South Carolina, played for the South Carolina NCAA national champs back a number of years ago. Guy's a good player and a solid player. He may be on that desired list by some team. We'll see what happens. All right, we talked a little bit last hour about the Cardinals uh, doing an overnight deal. You see them doing one more today? I do. I think they are going to try to get another pitcher. And, of course, they're still in the market for Juan Soto. Why? I don't know. I don't think they need him. They need pitching. But the Cardinals did get Jose Quintana, get him from the Pittsburgh Pirates, Quintana's a big lefty, 33 years old. He's been around. He is not overpowering anymore. He is a crafty pitcher. His career record in the big leagues is just about 500. I think it's 85 and 84, something like that. But he's been around. He's been with the White Sox, had some good years with the White Sox, with the Giants, with the Padres, with the Angels, now with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Cardinals got, I think, a pretty good uh, a pretty good fifth man in their rotation to come in. They also got a reliever by the name of Chris Stratton. Okay, who did they give up? Cardinals give up Juan Oviedo from the bullpen, who's been just so-so coming out of the bullpen. But they are also giving back to Pittsburgh a Springfield Cardinal. And the Springfield Cardinal is Malcolm Nunez. Going to send him back. That's where the Cardinals got him in a, a Rule 5 deal September a year ago. Nunez, folks, has 17 home runs for the Springfield Cardinals. He is the kid on Sunday who got hit in the kneecap with a fastball. That doesn't figure into the mix. That's a surface injury. He'll get over that. But I think this is really interesting in my opinion. I think the Cardinals figure we have Goldschmidt at first base. This guy, Nunez, is hitting the long ball. Might be able to alleviate our bullpen situation. I'm sorry, our minor league situation in some respects and give some other guys a break at that position. So let's let him go. Nunez is only 21 years old. Big kid, can hit the ball a long way. And the Pirates said, yeah, we'll, we'll take him back. 
We'll see what happens, man. He's definitely been tearing the cover off the ball for Springfield the last few weeks. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow. Get your butt to the poll and vote.